You're listening to In the Balance, the Iowa Judicial Branch podcast. Welcome, listeners, to In the Balance, a podcast dedicated to exploring Iowa Judicial Branch, and I'm your host, Avas Rastel. My guest today is Anna Steffler, Chief Justice Christensen's law clerk. We will discuss her career path, her time in law school, and her work as a law clerk. She will also share some advice for people who may be considering attending law school. Welcome to In the Balance, Anna. Hello, thank you for having me. You're welcome. We would love to get a lot of insight from you and your experience here. But as you are a law clerk to Chief Justice Christensen, could you tell me about your background and how you became a law clerk? Sure. So I grew up in a small town along the Mississippi River on the Iowa-Wisconsin border. And even as a kid, I was always interested in civics and I loved to read and write. So it feels like becoming a lawyer was just an easy choice for me because I knew I could use those skills and interests to serve a greater good. So I even entered college knowing like I wanted to go to law school. I was set from the beginning. I went to the University of Dubuque, where I received my bachelor's degree in criminal justice and sociology. And then I went on to law school at the University of Iowa, where I graduated in 2017. As far as becoming a law clerk, I have to give a shout out to my first semester law school legal research and writing professor, Professor Schwer, because it was really her class that made me want to pursue a judicial clerkship. So. Fast forward to the beginning of my last year of law school, or what we call our 3L year, I applied with a variety of judges, and uh, I really just went in knowing that I would accept the first clerkship offer I received. It's kind of a competitive process. You go through a lot of interviews, and so to even have the chance to clerk was something I was immediately going to jump at. And it just happened to be Justice Zagger on the Iowa mm -hmm. Supreme Court who gave me my first offer. Um, I was actually his last law clerk here before he retired. So I served here as his term law clerk from 2017 to 2018. And then Justice Christensen was appointed to replace him. And she asked me to stay on as her clerk when she um, joined the court in the summer of 2018. So I left for a year to practice law after clerking for Justice Christensen. And then I came back as a career law clerk for her when she became the chief on the court in 2020. That's a really interesting background you have. And when you say you were a law clerk, uh, could you define like what is the role of the law clerk for judge and justices? Yeah, I think the simplest way to describe a law clerk is to say that it's you're the attorney for the judge in the sense that you do a lot of digging into the case, the background, you research the legal issues involved in each case, and then you compile sort of what we call a written bench memo or an opinion. It kind of functions like a summary, but goes a lot more in depth than the typical summary. And you advise the judge on how you think the case should come out, how each legal issue might interact with our principles of law in Iowa versus others and that sort of thing. In a lot of ways, it's like being a professional student because we spend most of our time just sitting at our computers, researching, writing, and editing. So we work really closely with our justice just to make sure that their rulings are well-written, rooted in the law, and our ultimate goal is to make them and the court look good. So your work is mostly assisting the justices for their work as well? Correct. And to be able to do that, like how much background in schooling was it really necessary to come up to be clerk for justices? 
So to become a judicial law clerk, you have to go to law school first. And to go to law school, you have to have a bachelor's degree. So on average, if you take the typical path, it's four years of undergraduate schooling and then three years of law school. Every justice kind of has their own different requirements or what they look for in hiring beyond that. So some might require their law clerk to have passed the bar exam. Others um, aren't as particular in that way. Beyond that, a lot of it comes down to each justice's or judge's personal preferences for what they look for in a law clerk. And are there law school classes that you found really helpful, especially working as a professional clerk? Yes, I've already mentioned legal research and writing a little bit, but the other class that really stands out to me was state constitutional law, which was taught at the time when I took it by former Iowa Supreme Court Justice David Baker. He did a fantastic job explaining how state courts, like the Iowa Supreme Court, can address legal issues differently under their state constitution compared to the federal constitution, which is something that we deal with all the time up here on the fourth floor. Um, and then beyond that, other classes you can take that I found really helpful would be any type of advanced legal research, uh, moot court, appellate advocacy, anything that can hone your legal writing and research skills more for this job. Hmm. Taking it back when you were deciding where you wanted to go to school and become a law clerk, and many of our listeners probably might be in that same phase where they would want to go to law school, but they don't know how difficult it is. You're talking about passing the bar, which is really difficult. So could you tell us uh, some ways where you found your career choice, you wanted to be in a law clerk? Maybe that would be helpful for a lot of people deciding on it. Yes. So there's a popular saying about law school that goes, one L year, they scare you to death. Two L, they work you to death. And three L, they bore you to death. And that's really pretty accurate. So the scare as far as one L year comes not just from being in a totally new environment, but also you're surrounded by a lot of other competitive students and your grade is usually only determined from how you do on the final exam. And that's curved. So only a few people can get A's. Beyond that, one all year is really focused on just teaching law students how to think like a lawyer. And you spend a lot of your time reading cases and building a foundation for what's to come. It's really um, the summer after that and then your second year where you start to get more practical opportunities. And that's when you can explore what areas of the law and what type of practice you want to go into after law school. So you have the opportunity to do things like law review moot court, you can extern with different offices, explore legal opportunities that way, and you actually get to pick which classes you want to take, which is something you don't get to do one L year. And then the summer after two L year in your final year, you get even more practical experience through things like um, the law school legal clinic, or if you do an externship either with a court, a judge, or a prosecutor's office, public defender, you name it. There's a wide range of opportunities that allow you to do legal work with that oversight from a supervisor to make sure that you're, of course, not messing up and they can answer your questions and guide you along the way. And so when you say about wide, wide range of opportunities, are there wide range of programs or different types of school that focus on certain specifics where you can land on a career opportunity from that school? Yes. So each law school has um, a little different setup or opportunities. For example, I went to the University of Iowa, and I loved it more for its class size and just the personality fit, but they also have certain connections or programs. For example, they do a program that allows students to go to Washington, D.C. for a semester and intern there, or Drake Law School here in Des Moines has a program that 
gives their students more practical experience. They're very trial focused. They're one all year. They have a practicum set on that. So each law school, if you're considering it, you should look into what programs they offer, what legal clinics they have, um, what type of externships they have, all sorts of things like that can go into your considerations. So when you're going through the challenge of completing your education in the law school, uh, you get opportunities like internship, externship, and you are here in the Supreme Court, but there are opportunities in district courts, appellate courts as well. How would they apply to become part of those teams? That is actually the trickiest part, I would say, of finding these sort of opportunities. So I had already mentioned a little bit, each justice or judge on Iowa's appellate courts can oversee their own law clerk hiring, which means they can set their own timelines for hiring. They decide when they want to post the position, all of that sort of stuff. I think the best way to figure out if we have an opening is just through monitoring the careers portion on the judicial branch website. So the typical timeline here is that our appellate judges on the Iowa Court of Appeals and the Iowa Supreme Court post their openings around July and August of the year before the clerkship is set to begin. And then they typically will conduct interviews in the first couple of weeks of August and make their hiring decisions quickly after that. And then um, a little after that, our trial courts in Iowa hire later in the cycle. So you can see those postings typically in the winter or early spring for our district courts. There definitely seems to be a lot of openings for different positions all throughout the year. What different types of clerkship are actually there in Iowa state courts? So there are three main types of clerkships in Iowa state courts. We have the district court or the trial court level. That's, you know, the thing that everybody thinks of when they think of a courthouse, the trials, the excitement, the law and order type of stuff. And those clerks handle a lot of trial court orders. They assist the judges on things like motions, um, hearings trials, summary judgment, you name it. It's everything at the trial court level. And then the next level up is the intermediary court, which is the Iowa Court of Appeals. They hear over a thousand cases a year. They sit in panels of three generally, and each of the nine judges on that court has a law clerk. And so they handle appeals primarily in family law, criminal law, um, termination of parental rights, and post-conviction relief are probably the main types of cases they handle, but they see a variety of everything. And then when you get up here to the Iowa Supreme Court, we're known as a court of public importance, which basically means we only handle cases that deal with either issues of first impression, issues of um, constitutional questions, things that don't come up regularly. And so we hear on average about 100, 105 cases per year And our law clerks will assist their justice on that. And each justice on the court gets one law clerk. When talking about the students trying to pursue law degree, what do you think is the character of the person best suited to go towards the degree in law? I think the biggest misconception you hear about lawyers is uh, that we like to argue a lot. That's actually not Mm -hmm. true. The main portion of our time is spent either researching writing or responding to emails or contacting people over the phone, going back and forth, whether it's communicating with attorneys on the opposing side or um, who are on the same side but might represent somebody else who's in the same side of your lawsuit. It's a lot of communication, but not in the um, advocacy sense so much. It can actually be isolated. You don't spend as much time in court 
as the average person would think. Of course, if you're a certain type of lawyer, like a prosecutor or a public defender, you might be in court more often. But a lot of litigation is actually spent sitting at your desk, whether it's on the phone or um, over the computer. So Anna, what would you say for someone who is considering practicing law in Iowa? The Iowa legal community is the best legal community. It's small, but it's not too small. But at the same time, everybody's super friendly, helpful. We go out of our way to make connections. And uh, for the most part, the Iowa nice stereotype really holds up here. I think it's a great place to be, and there are a lot of opportunities. And any parting advice for prospective students? My parting advice is as cheesy as it sounds, go big or go home. Don't be afraid to take yourself seriously and do everything you can to put yourself in the best position going forward. And so take advantage of all the opportunities that come before you. Well, you heard it. Thank you, Anna, for all this valuable information. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll be back next month with another educational topic about Iowa Judicial Branch. Until next time, keep listening to In the Balance.